intro here. My name is Mike Lemon. I'm with CyberSafe Teen. We are here with Sheriff Shane Doyle today to talk about uh, teen sexting and the law. Uh, it's been a big issue uh, for the last few years, and it's a rising issue that we see more and more of every year. And in the description of, of today of, of what we're talking about, uh, I'm part of a group as well called uh, Save Our Kids, and we do a survey every year of high school students. And around 50% of the high school students local here in Bowling Green, Warren County, have admitted to sending a, a sex, a picture of themselves naked to, to a stranger uh, in the last year if they were first asked for it. So it's a huge issue we're, we're facing, and uh, these, these images stay around forever. So I wanted to bring in uh, one of our, our local experts here uh, in law enforcement, and we are working with Edmondson County to help educate the entire county. So very natural to bring in uh, Sheriff Shane, and I've known him for quite a while, but uh, Sheriff, people don't know you, uh, give a little bio of yourself. All right, uh, well, like you said, I'm Sheriff Shane Doyle. I'm the Sheriff of Edmondson County. I've been the Sheriff here for a little over five and a half, or almost five and a half years, uh, and I was a deputy here for 11 years before, so I've got over 16 years law enforcement experience. Uh, I've been called a lot of things, and expert is not one of them. Um, so I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, that, that. That's very gracious. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, when I got into law enforcement, uh, there were a lot of directions I thought I might want to go. Um, but the truth is working here with my community that I grew up in has been the, the most rewarding, uh, thing that I've ever been able to take part in. So, um, we do see a lot of problems, uh, the, the problems that you're trying to address, uh, with, with your organization. And so Anything that we can do as law enforcement to educate and, and to, to help our, our local people to not have to deal with these problems, that's what we want to do. So, um, you know, again, you know, we, we've been friends for a while. Um, I'm thankful for our relationship with you and your company. And, and when you were in, uh, when you wore a badge, uh, you know, you were a great help to Edmondson County and you have been since you retired. So, appreciate, um, you. appreciate you. Uh, tell a bit. Uh, for people about exactly what we're talking about sexting uh people have a different some ideas about what it is you know when we do trainings in classrooms people say well is it me in a bikini is it what you know what exactly is it so the, so the kids and parents know oh uh, well so, yeah so it is kind of a broad term that has a lot of different connotations um but for the purposes of the law which is the reason that i'm here um it is the sending or receiving of uh, of nude pictures uh it's um, you know, or videos. It's, it's, there are things prescribed by law that says you cannot show any of these body parts. You cannot show any of these actions. And so, um, you know, it's, it's, it's specific enough that it, when we look at a picture, we can tell really quick, is this illegal or is this, is this not? Um, and so, you know, by virtue of, of what sexting is, but, you know, a lot of people have in their minds what, what it could be. Um, it's a new picture. It's a new video. Is, is, that's what we're that's what we're in in, in the uh, in the business of stopping, right? And and really, just kind of for parents, it's it's not that you took a picture of your six month old in the bathtub and think it's really cute and send it to your say your wife sent it to their husband or something. It, it, that's not what we're talking about. These are no, new it's pictures, of sexual gratification, right? So that that has that's the purpose of the picture. So parents, if I'm not mistaken, I haven't looked at the law a little bit, but I believe parents are actually specifically uh, 
mentioned in there for for not you know it's not a crime for a parent to take a picture of their child naked if right. it's just that now if they're doing something with with sexual gratification uh, right. as the means then there's an there's an issue so sure. we, we kind of understand better of exactly what it is it's not in your underwear it's not in your bathing suit right. it, it is actual either nude or in some, involved in some type of sexual act right uh, and someone in the under the age of of 18. now uh, something else we, we come up that comes up in school when we, when we train in schools, uh, the kids ask, well, you know, well, it's my boyfriend. It's my boyfriend and I, or I'm under 18 and they're under 18, so nothing can happen. Set the record straight for that one. Okay, so if you're under 18 and you're sending a picture to anybody, whether it's somebody you have a relationship with or not, it is illegal. Um yeah, it, if your boyfriend's over 18 and you're under 18, it's illegal. If your boyfriend's under 18 and you're under 18, it's illegal. Um, if you're over 18 and you're sending a new picture to someone who is underage, that's illegal too. Um, so, you know, just if it involves a person who is not a legal adult, that is illegal and it is something that you will face consequences. And it, it doesn't matter if, if it, con it's consensual doesn't matter even if it's of yourself, right? So you can produce child pornography by taking a picture of yourself. That's really the top charge is production. Right. And, and so doing I, it is- I, the, I think people don't think of it as that, but you know, because it's not widespread, it's not sent out through some sort of website or you know, DVD company or whatever. If you text a picture of yourself to somebody you and you're under 18, you have produced child pornography. Or if you take a picture of someone who's under 18, if you're dating uh, you know, a 17 year old and you take a picture of your girlfriend uh, and then you've produced child pornography. Right. And it, it doesn't matter if you don't send it too, right? So even if you just, if you take the picture and it's on your phone or someone sends it to you and you save it and it's on your phone, just possession of it is by itself a felony. Right. Yeah, and that's the other. A lot of people don't realize how serious these crimes are. They're they're so serious enough that our legislature decided that prison sentence a prison sentence is is what's warranted for this. So they are felonies. Almost all of these crimes are felonies, and you know, people don't still understand how serious those are. And so, before we kind of get into the, what happens to a child who that, that is found with these pictures, send these pictures, kind of explain what you're seeing in your community and and how it is uh, affecting your community and, and just the, the, the amount that you're seeing in your community? Well, it's, it's a lot more than people would think. Um, and, and that's a, you know, I hate to say that, but, you know, we get complaints uh, on a pretty regular basis. Now, a lot of those come through the school because that's where a lot of this stuff comes to light. Um, and uh, because school has actually been closed uh, for in-person, you know, service to, to students for so long, um, our, our complaint numbers have gone down. I don't think it's because the amount of crimes have gone down. I think it's just because there's not been that, uh, that gathering together of the kids where these things are talked about and seen and shared. Um, and then an adult comes somehow comes to know about it. I, we've not seen as many complaints over the last few months. Um, but it's still a very widespread problem. You know, we do get calls regularly from parents that have gone through their child's phone and found images. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, sometimes it's not something that they want to necessarily go criminal with. They, they're calling us wanting somebody else in trouble because their kid sent a picture of themselves to somebody else. Um, and whether they somebody asked for it or not, 
it's still on that person who sent that picture to know better than to do that and to not do that. Now, the person who received it, they can also be uh, held liable and be criminally charged. But uh, the, most of the time, these parents, when they call us, they're not thinking about getting their kid in trouble. They're thinking about getting this other person in trouble. And then it comes out, well, your kid's also you know, going to be punished for this. Yeah, that's, that's a good, maybe a good time to have a kind of distinction of uh, consensual versus threatened or, or forced. You know, when, when we in the in the training we go through the, what we we're just talking about the legal of doing it consensually, the, the legal charges, but we also hit the, uh, the the pedophiles and how some pedophiles are are threatening or forcing kids to send these pictures, and the kids are like, well, am I going to get in trouble if I'm if I'm forced to do it, if I'm threatened, if I'm fearful they're going to come to my home or they threaten to do something to my my brother or sister or something, and that's a different situation. It's, it's, it's a difference between actually doing it on your own, out of your own free will versus being doing it uh, induced or threatened to do it. Uh, kind of a distinction for parents as well, I think. Yeah. I mean, and I think as a, what I believe is a good person, and I think most of the people in my, my community are good people, it's kind of hard to imagine that there are, there are predators out there. I mean, we, we all know they exist, but we don't think about them affecting our own lives. And unfortunately, they do. You know, our, our community has been infiltrated by people before that have manipulated a, a, a young child who had access to that phone and that camera and, and threatened them or, or you know, made them afraid that they were going to get in trouble if they didn't, uh, didn't send them a picture. And I, I think it's a good lesson for us that because of the access to information that we have and, and how wide open our phones can, can make our lives, um, if you're not really, really watching what your kids are doing, they can get wrapped up in something that they had no idea and no intention of getting wrapped up in. And the next thing they know, they're being manipulated into sending a, a picture of themselves or a video of themselves. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And if you, if you all have uh, any questions for Shane or myself, uh, be sure to post them in the uh, in the comments. I'm watching the comments as well. There's a little bit of a delay, a couple minute delay looks like. so, But we'll, we'll get to those as well. Uh, so let's go. Let's go. I mean, you talked about the uh, being reported. Now, it was a big article uh, in the law enforcement networks about recently about the number of uh, child abuse uh, cases being reported is way down. And I don't think you or I, anyone else believes that it all of a sudden didn't happen because of people are, are going back in. It's the, the fact that people aren't in school. These kids aren't in school. They're not in church. They're not around other adults who would no, they would normally go to and, and tell what's going on. So same thing with what you're talking about with the, um, the, the sexting issues. It's not that it's gone away. It's just it's no it's not being reported because right. they're not uh, talking to people who would normally report these things. And they're not in school. So they're not having these issues pop up uh, for, you know, they may fight and fight and fight or do things online all the time. Then when it gets they come to school, that's when all the, the, the drama comes in. Yeah, it kind of boils happening. over there. So it finally, when reality hits them, that's, that's kind of what happens. So if, some, if a school, tip, kind of walk through a kind of a typical, you get a call from a school saying, hey, we've had a sexting incident, a girl sexting, sending nude pictures of herself to her boyfriend. Uh, they're both under 18. You get there, you find the... Uh, the nude photos on her phone and his phone. What's kind of the next step? What do you do? Okay. Well, and, and typically that's not where it stopped. It's not, it's not, she sent the picture to him and they both have the picture on their phones and, and it's over. 
uh, and somebody reports that. Most of the time it becomes reported because one of them then shares that with other people and it gets passed around. Uh, and, and I think that's what I want people to understand is if you send a photo of yourself to somebody because you wanted to send it and they ask for it and it's a boyfriend or a girlfriend, okay, you're thinking, all right, well, this is just between us. It's an intimate thing and nobody will know. Well, most of the time that's not the case. Then, you know, that person's going to sh show their buddy. Oh, my gosh, man. And then a lot of times what happens is when that relationship dissolves, when there's a breakup of some sort. All right. Well, I've got these pictures on my phone and now I'm mad at my boyfriend or girlfriend. So I'm going to I'm going to get them back. And then they send that out. Well, we've got multiple felonies that's just occurred because of revenge. And there's a specific law that was recently passed the last couple of years. And it it, it addresses revenge porn. Um, but anyway, I'm kind of getting a little bit of ahead of myself here. Um, both the person who sends the photo and the person who receives the photo, when we become aware of it, then we file charges. Uh, I mean, that is that is what we do. We file charges. Now, we don't do that to get these kids put in prison, although it is a possibility that they can get they can get incarcerated for that. Um, what we do is we file charges to get it in the system. And so that way we can now have a little bit more control and, and we can see to it that these kids are given the opportunity to be educated about what they've done and to understand how important it is that they cease all of that activity from that point forward. And maybe even then they can go educate their friends and say, hey, this is what I did. This is how, what happened to me. I got in trouble. I learned these things. Please don't make the same mistake I and I've always felt like it's better to learn from somebody else's mistake than to learn from my own mistake. So, you know, that's we're just trying to educate our kids. Um, and unfortunately, when when I get the opportunity to educate them, it's because they've already done something wrong. Whereas yes. with what you're trying to do is to educate them before they do something wrong. So that way they don't have to go through the whole process of dealing with us. And, all. and kind of what, what is that process? Once I said, uh, you're very, you're very right. We, we, we hit a lot of times, you know, what starts out as one to one ends up to being one to many right. every time yeah. there's, <laughs> I, I, it, it is just, it is absolutely guaranteed. If you send a picture that is going to go somewhere, they're going to, at least if they're going to, if they don't send it to people, they're going to be showing it to people. Yeah. Uh, guaranteed. That's going to happen. Uh, Connor, what are they facing when uh, something like this happens? It, it gets blown up in the school. Uh, everyone's seen pictures of them and they end up calling you kind of what's, what's the process that happens to these kids with, and, and, and how are the parents involved with that as well? So typically the way that happens, and, and I'm talking about somebody who's under the age of 18. Um, if somebody who's under the age of 18 gets, gets caught with, uh, you know, either sending or receiving a message like that or a picture, um, what we do is we contact our court designated worker. Now, the court designated worker is a state worker that's been assigned to our county by the state to deal with juvenile crime. Um, and a lot of people, they think of juvenile crime as, you know, a juvenile meaning, you know, immature or, or something. No, juvenile just means you're under the age of 18 and you, came, you committed a crime. You can have a juvenile crime that's a murder, um, you know. And so, you know, obviously that's not what we're talking about here. But um, so this court designated worker is the person who deals with, with juvenile crime. So what we do is we do a citation. We send that over to the court-designated worker. The court-designated worker files a complaint, gets that before a judge, and then we get that signed by the officer, by the CDW, court-designated worker, and the judge. And then we give notice to the family, 
to the, the, the guardians or parents of, of the person who's being charged. And then they then have to come to court and deal with either the judge and a county attorney or the court designated worker, depending on the severity of the crime. Um, and also depending on what their history is. If, if this is, a, if this is a, an underage person who's committed multiple crimes, even if it's multiple kind of low level crimes, um, eventually they're going to wind up before a judge no matter what. Um, that's not our ultimate goal is to get everybody before a judge and get them sent off to juvenile detention. Our goal is to get them before a court designated worker and let that court designated worker do the function that they're there for, which is to understand the crime, understand the background of this person, and then prescribe whatever the best punishment is, whether that be going through some sort of education or rehabilitation or um, you know, community service. We, we try to utilize community service a lot. Um, and, and the court designated worker may say, all right, well, this person needs to go to detention. Or they may say, I need you to write me an essay and I need you to do some research on this topic. And we're gonna, we're gonna make sure you understand the ins and outs of what you've done so that way you don't do it again. And the process just kind of goes from there, uh, but that's, that's how it gets started and that's how it winds up in court. And then the punishments are, are prescribed by the judge and the CDWA. So, so education really is kind of the first step, the, the key. And it's if the most keep, important thing we do. Absolutely, absolutely. And if it keeps going, then that's when uh, other legal uh, solutions are gonna be found by the judge or, or somebody. Now, something we've seen several times in this last year when we we're going through schools is uh, seniors who are 18 or maybe even juniors who, who turn 18 if they started late. Uh, and they, they are dating 16, 17 year olds. Maybe they just turned 18, but they've been 17 year old dating the 17 year old. One of them turns 18. Now that situation is a whole different ball game, right? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. If you're 18 and you've got, uh, <laughs> you're 18 years old and you receive a text message from your girlfriend and it's a nude picture of her or him, uh, now you're looking at big boy prison. There's no yeah. court designated worker. The county attorney is not involved at that point other than maybe to sign a warrant for your arrest. Um, the day you to the moment you turn 18 years old, it now becomes prison, at least a year in prison. Uh, and there is no education. There's no, uh, you know, slap on the wrist. We're going to talk to the judge. It's okay, now you've been charged with a felony, you're going to go before a grand jury, you're going to get indicted, um, and then the, the Commonwealth attorney, who is the felony prosecutor, is going to be the one to have to deal with it. Um, and ignorance is no longer an excuse. I mean, they, you've always heard ignorance is no excuse for breaking mm -hmm. the law. We are compassionate people as law enforcement guys, and we try to understand that if you don't know that you're doing something that's, that's a big deal, then we're going to try to let you know that it's a big deal. If you're 18 years old, you don't get that and you know all the, the legal side as far as possible uh, probation or, or prison time or you know some some type of diversion is is bad but then you have to look at you know the sex offender registry where you can be re required to register mandated to register as a sex offender for at least 20 years if not the rest of your life right and that that is a huge huge issue uh like i said we, we've dealt with it four times at four different schools we've been to we've been called because uh of, of the situation just like we talked about happening. 
And they wanted their juniors and seniors to be educated in the fact of this, this is real, this can happen to you, and this can completely ruin your future. And that's a big thing we, we preach is, you know, making smarter decisions today so you have a, a brighter future. Right. And, and the, uh, the, being having a felony re- arrest record for possession of child porn, production of child porn, all those different things, and being on the sex offender registry, they don't look at you any different than the most, the worst right. uh, violator on there. You've got the same charges, even though it was your girlfriend and you were 18. Right. And it, you know, it, it's a, it's a huge, huge issue. I think that we're facing and, and I don't really know what the, the solution is, but that's, this is the facts, right? It's absolutely the facts. I mean, I think the solution is giving people the knowledge that they need so that at least that way they can, uh, if they, if they do mess up and they do decide to go ahead and do it anyway, they can't say, I didn't know. And, you know, talking about the sex offender registry and, and, you know, having a felony on your record, you know, people don't think about the long term. You know, when you're 18, you don't think about more than a week ahead, probably more than a day ahead. But, you know, if you look far ahead in your future, it's going to be hard to get a job if you have a felony on your record. It's uh, you're not going to be able to vote. You're not going to be able to own a gun. Um, And then on the sex offender registry, a quick Google search of your name and don't tell me that you've not Google people that you, you know, that you met to find out, well, what about this person? I want to find a little bit more. All right. The first thing that's going to pop up, it's going to pop up the Kentucky state police sex offender registry and your name and your picture and your location is going to be there. And everybody that lives within so many miles of you is going to know, well, there's a sex offender that lives down the road. from And he's, this is that person's name. And according to the registry, their crime is, they had sexual contact or they you know, produced child pornography or whatever, it tells on that registry the nature of the crime, where you live, who you are. Yeah, exactly. I think it's great. The, uh, the ability to educate people, that's really kind of what we're, we're about. That's really what we're working with you. Uh, we're working with uh, those I see have jumped on here, Miss Alicia, Morgan, uh, Miss Lisa, uh, and Miss Sharon as well. Uh, we want to help work with Edmondson County and we want to make sure that the, the parents are educated. And really, I think the parents are the key because if the parents are educated, they're going to make better decisions for right. themselves and for their kids. And the kids are going to make better decisions because that's, they're going to pass that along. Right. And what we've done is we want to make things as simple as possible for, for parents. Uh, and we've, we've looked at how to, how do we get this information like we're talking about to parents uh-huh. and We've looked at different web portals and different things, but we've come up with a way we think is probably as simple. It is as simple as sending a text message. So if if parents will send a text message, uh, just safe kid, one word, S-A-F-E-K-I-D, and it's in the notes description there, to 50597, uh, we will start sending you weekly trainings uh, to, to you on your phone. It's very short videos. It's a link. You hit it. It's a short video on it's like we're talking about today, sexting, cyberbullying, uh, how to build a, a contract with your, your child, which I think ultimately is, is the biggest thing you can do because the act of building the contract with them forces you to walk through these things with them. Like you're talking about thinking about your future. That's a big part of the contract is, you know, where do you want to be when you're, if you're 12 years old, where do you want to be when you're 16? If you're 16, where do you want to be when you're 21? And then you walk through that contract saying, is this, does this help me get there? No, then we're not doing it. Yes, then we're going to do it. It's very binary. It's either yes or no. And so we have we send these things. It's about an eight-week course. And 
and we'll be talking about this kind of similar thing on this uh, channel on the Cyber Safety Nation. But you can get that information, you can have it, and uh, it's free. Uh, we've, we've got sponsors as far as like Edmondson County and, and other sponsors as well. Uh, so it's free to all parents. And send one text at SafeKid50597. And Shane, let me ask you, how important is it, do you think, for parents to, to be educated, to be, you don't have to be an expert in the cyber stuff. I mean, I, I, I deal with stuff every day and it's very time consuming. I can't, parents can't do what we do every day. It's our job. So how important is it for parents to at least have a basic level of understanding? Well, I mean, it's probably the most crucial thing you can do in being involved in your child's life because, uh, you know, if you're an involved parent in your child's life, then, you know, you're going to want to know who they're talking to. You're going to want to know what they're doing. I mean, you wouldn't, I wouldn't drop my 12 year old off in the middle of, uh, of Nashville and just say, all right, go make smart decisions. Uh, I'll pick you up in, in five hours. I wouldn't do that. But when you give your kid a cell phone or you give your kid an iPad or a laptop or you let them use your desktop computer and it has a webcam, there's not really a difference if you're not taking care of them and monitoring what your kid's doing. Uh, I mean, there's just as much danger out there. Now, somebody may not be able to snatch them up and take them away, but they can snatch their their future by, by pressuring them or by convincing them to do something and to send something that could ruin their life from that point forward. So educating our parents to understand how important it is to monitor what your kids are doing, to make sure you know what websites they're going to, the people that they're talking to, the text messages that they're sending. That to me is one of the most important things you can do as a parent in 2020. And working with CyberSafe team and working with the Family Resource and Youth Service Center, all of these are just tools that are free to you. There's no, you know, you don't have to worry about, you know, signing up for a monthly fee for anything or even having to worry about keeping up with a password. Um, and if you don't have five to seven minutes, you know, you've got it per day that you're wasting on some sort of, you know, cell phone game or, you know, scrolling on Facebook, you can take five minutes to watch a video to educate yourself so that you can be more involved in your child's life and make sure that they're safe because ultimately that's our main goal as a parent, keep our kids safe. So, I mean, it, that, I don't know any, any other way to say it is you guys are giving us the tools. You're doing it for free and it's easy. There is no excuse not to do it. I think you said it best, James. <laughs> I'll, uh, we'll, we'll end it with there and uh, appreciate everyone who's, who's jumped on. And if you have any questions and you're watching this in the replay, you can go ahead and drop those in the comments and we will uh, answer those as, as we go. Uh, Shane, I do appreciate you uh, being on. Just hang on just a second, and we'll sign off. And I've just got one more thing to talk to you about. And uh, as I said, we appreciate you all being here. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us if you're part of Edmondson County. And I know, I know Sheriff Shane would be happy to talk to you about this as well. And you all have a great day.